Earth's oceans, one of the most mysterious and least explored entities on our planet. It just missed, oh, it has mystified sailors and baffled scientists all while capturing our imaginations and fears. Today, we'll be putting on our scuba gear and diving into the depths of the oceans to explore some enigmas that lurk below. We'll talk about the ordinary, like rogue waves and sharks, to the more mysterious, like strange noises coming from underneath the water, and strange geographic anomalies. What is truly in our oceans? You're listening to the Don't Touch My Sasquatch podcast, home of all things cryptic, creepy, and mysterious. I'm Josh. I continue to be Leonard. And each week we present to you a look into the mysteries unexplained. Oops. And each week we present to you a look into our mysterious, unexplained world around us. From odd creatures and unexplained beings to otherworldly encounters, visitors from beyond. Whether you're a skeptic, believer, or just curious, we got you. Join us as we explore the mysteries of our universe. The ocean, an enigmatic expanse that covers over 70% of our planet, holds within its depths an awe-inspiring mystery that captivates the imagination. Its boundless reach extends to the it does have boundaries, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's it a does. poor choice of words, Lennon. Well, <laughs> its reach, though, extends to the farthest corners of the Earth, concealing an intricate world beneath the surface. Corners because the Earth is flat and rectangular, right? Erectangular, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> a realm largely uncharted and largely unexplored by humanity. What great mysteries lay within? What terrifying secrets does it hold? And for fuck's sake, will someone tell me who let the dogs out? Oh, well, if they don't fucking tell us soon, I'm going to riot. Yeah. To build up your intrigue and curiosity, I will now illuminate the murky depths of the world's waters with some dope and scary facts. He's got a little, like, light in front of his head. He like just a, dances in there. It an anglerfish. <laughs> it dances, and I'm gonzo. We're going to start with some science stuff. Science. I was just kidding. You're, We're going to start with some animals. What? You're, you're a history guy, not a science guy. I like all of it. Oh, you're a fucking nerd. Yeah. I was reminded about that last night when I was watching a video about the Dolph Lundgren and He-Man movie. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Masters of the Universe. What's wrong with that? She's like, you're such a nerd. I was like, yeah. And she goes, no, it's good. I like it. It's like, yeah, I could be like a gambling alcoholic, but I'm a nerd. She goes, yeah. I'm not complaining. I like it. <laughs> I was like, good, good. Dolph Lundgren, the fucking physique of a god. Mm. He was a, what was it? I think it was a... Physicist or some shit like that. So he's got a, extremely he's, intelligent. Yes, he. Yeah. Blue eyes, luscious hair. If I was gay, that guy would be mine. What? Well, Can we just move on, please? Let's move on. Uh, let's talk about you. some animals. That was a joke. Um, so, 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 so. I'm going to hit everything. Some dope and scary facts. Now, let me start you off with one fact about the ocean that is scary as in, in its own right. Um, sharks. That's all I wrote. Sharks. Um, yeah. Sharks. Yeah. And sharks. Uh, uh, sharks. Killer whales, too. Killer whales, yes. But okay. sharks. Sharks do attack humans from uh, most of the time from a case of mistaken identity. But in 2022, there were more cases reported of unprovoked shark attacks than provoked ones, meaning that they might just kind of like it a little bit. Um, I'm curious about unprovoked versus provoked. Um, are you out there just poking it? I mean, what dignifies a sh- it as being provoked? Easy. I go in the water, I whip the dick out, and I say, hey, you ain't got one of these, bitch. <laughs> so good! Um. <laughs> Pro- Shit, that hurt. I Consider it. me provoked. <laughs> yeah. Belittling its its uh, unit. Its I manhood. <laughs> exactly. Or womanhood. To each their own. Well, then the bite is meant for something else, but they got sharp teeth. No teeth, ladies. Come on. I think we should know this by now. No teeth. <laughs> toothy, toothy beach. Fuck me. Uh, another uh, animal life thing: uh, goblin sharks. They look like <laughs> Sorry, a shark a real thing. Yeah, dude, you a ever seen a goblin shark? shark? I have not seen a goblin. Can shark. you pull a goblin shark? If up I would have known this was, I'm backwards on the slides. By the way, I thought I was starting. Got <laughs> whoopsies. Well, we haven't gotten to my stuff yet. You are starting. Oh, I thought we got to your shark because you started. Yeah, this, shark, this, shark, this is shark, my shark. Uh, Lennon science corner. <laughs> Josh, can you pull that up? I can. I'm, goblin shark. I'm trying to get the keyboard up. It's all right good. Here. It's all good. Goblin sharks, they look like a shark whose skin is stretched tightly over its skeleton. Its long pointed snout looks like a dagger, and its jaws, 
which, mind you, can unhinge and project outwards to grab shit, have its teeth exposed and ready for grabbing some delicious treats. You are not connected to a network. (laughs) Well, what happened? Dude, goblin sharks are fucking bonkers. It doesn't want us to know goblin sharks. Goblin sharks. I'm connected to a network. What is it? Hey, well, all right. He's all connected up. Look at that motherfucker. That lives on our world. Look at that son of a bitch. I'm it's jaws. It's jaws fucking unhinged, dude, and can project outwards as far as its nose projects out. I'm not gonna lie. That looks like a vagina from my nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be your new thing. Huh? <laughs> That's two in a row. I want to see its uh, jaws. Well, that, that, this guy's tiny. What are you talking about? Oh, God, no. That's just a baby. It's a baby. <laughs> it's a baby goblin shark. Goblin wow, shark. Now it looks like a goddamn dog penis. It looks like a naked mole rat in that picture. That too. That too. Ah, there we go. That's what I was looking for. What? Right there. Dude, um. Get the actual video of it up. Because that bitch goes, and it, those jaws fucking shoot out. Like a vagina. It's fucking terrifying. <laughs> and it's scary looking. And think about that bad bitch. Where's it? Ah! Jesus. Jesus. Look at that thing. You see that shit? Yeah, it's not, it literally looks like an ex-girlfriend I once had. She wanted it every night. And it was just like, it's like, let's stop. Back off. Toothy beach and all. <laughs> Uh, nope, she was one that used the teeth. Yes. Yep. <laughs> this thing is ugly. It's fucking terrifying. This might be cut in the video, but let's keep it in the audio. It's great. It's great. So goblin sharks. Just because I'm scared. I don't want to look at it again. That's, that was all a joke. Okay, now let okay. me let me be 100% hashtag real talk for a minute. Please read. Oh, fuck. Um, it's cool as fuck. It is kind of terrifying, but it's cool as fuck. Yeah. Um, now, we have zero clue how many species of animal from microscopic to megalodon levels live beneath the waves. However, scientists are pretty damn positive that megalodons aren't secretly living beneath the waves. But who knows, I say. Who knows? Who really I mean, knows? Are they <clears throat> Are they certain, though? Exactly. With all those accounts of uh, that one gigantic fucking shark. This is you. Uh, that, all those accounts of that one gigantic shark. Oh, too far. I was trying to look at you. Um, anyways. Are they, though, with all those accounts of that one gigantic shark that they've been seen, I think, recorded, too? Mm. Um, that's the size of a fucking megalodon? Yeah. I think it was Australia, but uh, don't quote me on that. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Well, who knows? Because 71% of the Earth's surface is covered by the ocean. Around 96.5% of the water on Earth. Damn! In perspective... That is more water than that you could fit in a 16-ounce bottle. Oh, yeah, that too. That, that too. too. That's smaller than a bathtub. So. It's smaller than a bathtub. Swimming pool, too. It's, it is more water than a swimming pool. And our podcast studio. Nah. Yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. I guess yeah. you're right. Um, now, here's the Except interesting. Except for that guy floating over there. You guys Float. can't see him. That's for Lennon. Floating that, in the sky. That was for you. I love it. I don't, uh, that was a surprise I had for you. I, I love it. Anyway. Did you make it? I did. I painted it. It's gorgeous. I painted it. I got the old sound um, singers. And Here's the thing. You listeners will never know what we're looking at. <laughs> it's beautiful. And that's going to be the new thing. It's You're beautiful. never going to know. But it is amazing. Look at how giant they are, too. Like, whew. That that's G a, string. <laughs> I like the F chord. I think he's doing a G right now, though. <clears throat> now, if the salt was removed from the ocean and spread in an even layer over the entire planet... It would be 500 feet thick. That's a thick uh, salt. Isn't that crazy? 500 feet. Over an even layer over the entire planet. That's a lot lot of salty bitch. That's a lot of salt. That is a lot of salt. No wonder they say don't drink it. I tried. Don't do it. Only because I was saving someone that was drowning and they were trying to take me under while they were going. (laughs) Great. I I had some water in the mouth. You're a hero. (laughs) I almost was a dead one. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Another reason, or another reason, I'm saying it like I'm, I'm pleading a case of don't go in the water. Uh, another crazy thing about I the don't. ocean is the hydrostatic pressure. Mm. Basically, the further you travel down, the more water is being pulled down by gravity on top of you. We all don't need a refresher on this since the ocean get instant. 
But yeah, that kind of pressure. Wah, wah. Now on the surface, the air around us presses down on our bodies at 14.7 PSI or pounds per square inch and in equilibrium with our bodily fluids exerting the same outwards. That is our equilibrium state. Oh. That is one atmosphere of, gra- of pressure. Understood. However, for every 33 feet you descend, the pressure exerted upon you increases by one atmosphere or again 14.7 PSI. Divers are warned not to dive any further than 130 feet for risk of lungs collapsing from the pressure unless they are properly trained. Don't do it. The current world record for deepest dive by a human is 332.35 meters or 1,090 feet. That's pretty fucking nuts. I want you to repeat that for the listeners. Deepest dive. Just for the listeners. What? I didn't catch it. That oh, was the joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> Deepest dive is 332.35 meters or 1,090 feet. That's the world record for deepest dive. Uh, I've dived deeper. Dove deeper. I've dived deeper. I've dived I'm not in, an English I've teacher. I've dived <laughs> I Well. Have you now? I want you, I want you to dive deeper into that. Well, at 3,000 feet, the light will not reach you anymore. From That's here, 3,000 feet, yeah, yeah. From here, the rest of the way down is pitch black, and you still have a long way to go. Session the Mariana Trench. The average depth of the ocean is about 12,000 feet, give or take. Mm. At 3,000 feet, you lose light. Mm-mm. And at the bottom That's of the Mariana... for you fucking math people. At the bottom of the Marianas Trench at Challenger Deep, which sits at 10,935 meters or... 35,876 feet deep in the dark water. That's an airplane if you're keeping track. You will have 32,000 feet of pitch black water surrounding you with the pressure increasing every foot and who's to tell what is around you. Of these dark depths, we have heard many times before that we know more about space than we do our ocean. And yes, that's true. Space is much easier to explore and understand. We can we can get into space and study. We are only limited by our distance and ability to travel. However, for 80% of the ocean that we have not explored, it is increasingly difficult to explore and study due to the natural conditions and way yes. it is. Yes. Another weird thing, crazy thing, uh, sound travels 4.3 times faster underwater than it does in air. I didn't know that fact. Half of the oxygen on Earth is produced by the ocean by plankton, algae, and some photosynthesizing bacteria. I did know that one. Yes. Stop with the fucking batteries killing our plankton. Now that you're severely warmed up and eager for the mysteries, let's dive into some of it. Let's do it. Now, you want to do it every other? That's kind of what I was envisioning. Yeah. Yeah, I started uh, off the record, obviously. I started with rogue waves, then I went to the sound, and then I went to the geographical anomalies. Does that work for you? Sounds good to me. All right. The vast ocean on our planet and the ocean floor can conceal secrets that may challenge our understanding of our world, Mm -hmm. as Lennon already outlined and explained. Let's jump into some of the sights and sounds of this mysterious and sometimes scary fucking place. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, I don't think that sounds in there, but did you know I found nine sounds of the ocean that they're unexplained? Mm -hmm. Are supposedly unexplained? There's a lot of them. We covered two. But we're not going to start with that. I'm going to start with some rogue waves. Do it. Now, we begin our journey. I should have just fucking read the goddamn thing, you idiot. We begin our journey with the known and scientifically proven, yet still very frightening anomaly. As I stated, I'm going with the rogue waves. (laughs) Rogue waves are... Where's my mouse? Jesus. Rogue waves are large, unexpected, and dangerous waves that can occur in the open ocean. They're also known more sinisterly, as freak waves, monster waves, killer waves, and extreme waves. And Stanley. (laughs) Stanley Steamer. (laughs) (laughs) They're an open water phenomenon in which multiple circumstances cause a wave to briefly form that is far larger than any wave that is located at that time and location. In oceanography, a grogue, a grogue, a grogu. A grogu. <laughs> a, rogue wave, a rogue wave is defined as a wave that is more than twice the height of the average wave in a given area. Mm. So if one wave is 
15 feet, then it needs to be at least 30 feet tall. Okay. The formation of rogue waves can be from various factors, such as interference of different waves, the focusing of wave energy or currents, or the instability of nonlinear waves. They are very unpredictable and often come from directions other than the prevailing wind and waves. Mm. They can pose a serious threat to ships, oil rigs, and other structures in the oceans and structures such as lighthouses. They're not in the ocean. Mm -hmm. The base ick. The basic physics that make rogue, rogue waves possible are the different waves can trap are that different waves can travel to, at different speeds and they can pile up in certain scenarios known as constructive interference. Now, constructive interference happens when two waves overlap in, in such a way that they combine to create a larger wave, mm-hmm. hence at least double. Mm-hmm. This can happen in light, radio, acoustic gravity, and yes, water waves as well. Rogue waves were once thought to be mythical and lack hard evidence, but they have been proven to exist and are now considered to be a national... F- national? <laughs> it's a national treasure, <laughs> these rogue waves. I love them. I fucking love these guys. Yeah. My favorite is uh, Ronnie. Did you ever meet Ronnie? He's, no, a, he's a big old. He's, he's a big old rogue wave, about 250,000 feet. <laughs> That's right. He swallowed our world. All right. Let's try that again. How about uh, consisting of natural phenomena? I'm going to read that sentence again because that's really confusing for everyone. But they have now been proven to exist and are now considered to be a natural phenomena. The first scientific evidence of a rogue wave exists. Dints came back in the first scientific evidence of a rogue wave's existence came back in 1984, located by the Gorm platform in the central North Sea. A single wave was detected at a height of 36 feet, not that big, mm-hmm. in an area where they were having a relatively low sea state at the time. However, the thing that caught the scientific community's attention was the digital measurements of a rogue wave located at the Dropner platform in the North Sea some 11 years later. I don't have pictures of any of this. There's not, okay. Yeah, I was about to say, you can't just picture one... Rogue wave. This is the Dropner one. Oh, there it is. <laughs> oh, it's big. The existence of rogue waves has since been also been confirmed by video photograph four photographs, not just photographers, but the actual <laughs> photographs they took. Yeah. Satellite images, radar, pressure transducers on the sea floor, and oceanograph ocean oceanograph Holy Jesus. Oceanographic re, ocean oceanographic. <laughs> Oceanographic research. <laughs> I can't say this word, people. Oh, uh, this is going to be a oh long episode. God. Then I love the effort. You didn't give up once, you fucking champ. <laughs> you bloody champ. Yeah, the problem is, is my my notes are littered with this word now. Oceanographic. Yes, I, can't I just made that up. Oceanographic. Ocean o graphic. Oceanographic. 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 There it. he is. No. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Pressure transducers on the seafloor and oceanographic research vessels. We're just going to try that again. In February of 2000, a British oceanographic research vessel, the RSS, nope, the RRS Discovery, was sailing oh. west of Scotland in the Rock All Trough. They encountered the largest ever wave recorded by the scientific by any scientific instruments in the open ocean with individual measurements. Individual wave measuring up to 95 feet. Damn. That's a big bitch. Damn. That's almost 10 stories if you don't keep it track. Damn. Then in 2004, scientists using three weeks of radar images from the European Space Agency satellites, I salute you too, hmm. found 10, not one, not two, not three, but 10 rogue waves, each measuring 82 feet or higher. Damn. That'll fuck up your day. Mm. Rogue waves have also been proven to have caused the sudden loss of some ocean-going vessels, or ocean-dwelling vessels, as we should say. Or oceanographic vessels. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) Like the freight MS Munchen in 1978 and the Ocean Ranger, 
a mm-hmm. semi-submersible mobile offshore drilling unit that sank near Canada in 1982. Now, in 2007, the U.S. National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration assembled a catalog of more than 50 historical incidents where its demise was possibly associated to a rogue wave, but you can't really uh, how confirm can it, right? Yeah, I mean, you can't confirm something Historical. Like that. No, a I, fucking wave that passes by. Yeah. I didn't list them because, you know, who cares? I mean... Oh, really? <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, not in the ocean, but uh, in the Great Lakes, um, the Edmund Fitzgerald was supposedly taken down by a rogue wave. Three of them to be exact. And in the Great, wait, or Great Lakes? Mm-hmm. Oh, we got to worry about that when we're in the Great Lakes? Yes. They are this... rogue waves are not just an oceanic. oceanic. Now, let's see. Phenomena. Yeah, oceanic. Hmm? Oceanic. What's that? <laughs> oceanic. Um no, this is one of the reasons I really want to go into a a, a cruise. Mm-hmm. I really want to go on a cruise, but I'm scared to shit. Of <laughs> I'm scared to shit. <laughs> I'm scared to shit. I'm scared shitless. Is that better? Yeah. Of being in an open body of water, nothing around. Yeah, darkness around you at night. Yep. Ocean all, from all you can see. And now I'm scared of fucking rogue waves. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. Jesus. Can I tell you a little story real quick? You can tell me a story. It's your turn to tell me a story. What story do we got? Well, before I get into mine, I'm going to tell you this story. I went to Cancun for my honeymoon, not to brag or anything. You did? Uh, not to brag. I like it. I've been there. Yeah. Um, so we did a scuba diving excursion. Scuba Lennon. And by that, I meant we did a snorkeling excursion. Yes. Um, so we got out on the catamaran, and they brought us out to the one spot. Now, the water was a little choppy that day. Uh, it was a little, Sorry. It, it had rained a little bit in the morning, so it was kind of choppy and a little windy, but it was clearing, it was starting to clear up. So anyway, long story short, my wife and I, we get into our scuba snorkeling gear and then we get to the end of the boat where everyone's, where they, they're telling us, uh, everybody can get in the water. We'll give you one minute to swim around and see if this is too much for you. And if it is, you can hop back on the boat. If it's not. You have to snorkel to the pickup point, and we will circle around and pick you up at the pickup point. Because it's not like you just snorkel around a little area, hop back on the boat. You snorkel to where the boat will get you. That makes sense. You have to go a distance, yes. So they said, jump out there, see if it's too much for you. If it is, get back on the boat, but you only have a minute to decide. Right. So everybody jumps out there, and immediately, like, the waves didn't look that big from... The boat. <laughs> the boat. But, dude, they, they come crashing over your head. Not even, like, crashing because they're not crashing, but you were bobbing, and I had flippers on. I They gave us because you had to wear a life vest. Well, we mm-hmm. had those on, too, so I know I wasn't going to wear water. I was fine with it, but. Your wife? Yeah, she didn't she, she didn't like it. So I didn't want to be a dickhead and be like, all right, get back on the boat. I'm going to go do this. I should have maybe wanted to, but anyway, so I got no, back. No, no, you're a good dude. I know. I get it. So anyway, long story short is uh, you see in the movies when they're treading water after the ship goes down, and you're like, I got that. No, you don't. No. Not this The water I was in was like 50 feet deep, 60. Yeah. If maybe, maybe a little bit less, but uh, yeah, you, you don't have that. You don't have that nine times out of ten. <laughs> So it's um, scary, 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 but it's interesting. I wonder because it was closer to the the land, right? Yeah. So you know how waves work as it gets closer to land. That's when the waves start building them. So I wonder if you're further out in the ocean, how bad it would be. The same. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So probably a little bigger. That is how waves work, though. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that. I mean, we were out of ways. They weren't crashing. It was just happening. Okay. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, so that was my little tangent about waves can be intimidating once you're in them. But Well, as Bert Kreischer has showed me, tangents can be the funniest part of a show, so keep <laughs> them up, buddy. Will do. Let's talk about the Phantom Island of Bermeja. Who? Let's jump into a conspiracy to kick my segments off. Since the 1500s, an island off the coast of the Yucatan Peninsula named Bermeja has been mapped by cartographers and navigators. The first appearance of this island came in 1539 by Alonso de Santa Cruz. Santa Claus. Yep, in his Atlas of the World's Island, World Islands. Now, cartographers of the time noted the island's 
distinct red coloring. Bermejo, meaning red, and linguistically changing its gender to masculine to get Bermeja. I don't understand how languages work sometimes. Well, that's just our culture now, man. Calm down. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) For the next few centuries, the island continued to show up on maps. Different names here and there, but the same island nonetheless. In 1846, Henry S. Tanner's map, a map of the United States of Mexico, as organized and defined by several acts of Congress of that republic, depicts Bermeja Island off the coast of the Gulf of Mexico. Yes. The last confirmed mapping of the island was in 1941. <laughs> totally. Just punched it just to try to point out the name. It is Isolote Bermeja. Yeah. That's it. And now, there's nothing there, though. Nope. The last confirmed mapping was of the island was in 1941. Now, by international law, the island would grant Mexico a larger boundary for its country if they had claimed it. As the law states, countries can claim 200 nautical miles of ocean off of their territories, known as the country's exclusive economic zone. So if Mexico ended up claiming Bermeja Island, they would have gained, I say later, so I'm not going to say now, they would have gained more territory and encroached in. Why didn't you claim in Mexico? This was important to the Mexican government in the 1990s because it would push the existing boundary between the U.S. and Mexico, allowing Mexico 15% more territory. Mm. Or in this specific case, oil-rich drilling sites. All about the money. Yeah. So they'd get 15% more oil-rich drilling. That would be helpful for your economy. It sure would. But the problem is is that it would... Bring the existing border between the U.S. and Mexico and the Gulf of Mexico. Mm-hmm. They bring it in closer, or we lose territory. They would gain. So why is that a problem? I don't go in the fucking ocean. Well, some people do, but their exploratory efforts in the 1990s were not fruitful. They couldn't find the island. It was just gone. Consulting all available records and maps, they could not locate the 80 kilometer square kilometer island. Most have determined the island's disappearance to be chalked up to a natural erosion or simple natural events. But, and that's a big but. Thank you. Some speculate that in an effort to keep the border in the Gulf further than where it could end up with the island claimed by Mexico, the U.S. CIA actually nuked the piss out of the island and leveled it beneath the waves, taking the possibility away. While absolutely zero evidence is given for this explanation, a proponent of the island's existence in the Mexican government supposedly randomly died in a car crash following its confirmed disappearance in the 90s. A classic accidental car crash thing. Our government doesn't do that. No. Some speculate that the island never existed at all, and that its existence on the earliest maps was only the artist's signature. Ha! Silly mix-up there. The National... I don't have that fucking picture. Yeah. The National... Autonomous University of Mexico analyzed the seafloor at the apparent coordinates of the island and determined no island had ever existed there. But it does make you wonder if there weren't some more nefarious plays at work between 1941 and 1990s. Nope. Nope. Case closed. Island's (laughs) gone. Not there. (laughs) It disappeared. Went below the sea. Rogue wave got it. And then a megalodon. So I either jumped think, onto it. it was a, gotcha. <laughs> it's all of it. We're hitting all of it. I think that it either uh, was charted in the wrong spots, probably, or it did naturally erode, or they were looking in the wrong spot. Well, it depends so, on what the island was made of and how big it was. It was but it's how cool. big again? Uh, Eighty square kilometers. So about forty-three feet. At uh, least forty-three square, forty-nine square feet. At least. So, I mean, it's not a big island. Let's be honest. <gasps> 49 square miles. You kept saying feet. <laughs> you know what I meant. <laughs> uh, I, that's a bigger mile. That's a, that's, that's that's a, a bigger, bigger mile. Island. That's a bigger mile. That's a bigger island if it's miles, not feet. You fucking idiot. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Go Bills. No. <laughs> um, yeah. Who doesn't like a conspiracy? I do. It's interesting. It's cool. Interesting. I like but yeah, that's the Phantom Island of Bermeja. What else you got? What else you got? <laughs> I like it. Uh, the next stop on our tour of ocean, oceanic enigmas is a mysterious sound called known as... Called known as... <laughs> it's known as... <laughs> Julia. Now, on March 1st, 1999, 
Julia was recorded by the U.S. National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, or the NOAA from here on out. Noah. It lasted for about 15 seconds and was loud enough to be heard by the entire equatorial, equatorial Pacific Ocean Hydrophone Array for at least 3,000 miles. Tee hee hee indeed. The, the sound is thought to have originated between Bransfield Straits and Cape Adar, and it is said to have an eerie resemblance to that of a woman's voice underwater. This is where the name Julia came from. Tee hee hee. That's the wrong kind of tee hee. <laughs> um, Always had the Millennium Falcon. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Some theories by various researchers and enthusiasts include that Julia was caused by a giant squid or other unknown marine creature. This theory is based on the assumption that the sound was organic in nature and that the ocean is vast and home to many undiscovered species. Mm-hmm. Uh, check and check. Got it. Yep. Vast and home to many undiscovered species. All of it. Especially $35,000. Oh, that's that's not that much. $35,000. You buy a brand new Tucson for that. Yeah. 35,000 miles down. I'm sure there's a ton of fucking shit down there. Another is that Julius, not Julius Caesar, but another is, is Julius Caesar real? Yeah, he he was real. Thanks, Dad. I think you should share that with the class. (laughs) Bert Kreischer, joke. Uh, Yeah, to be there. (laughs) No, that's, that's one that's out there. I remember that one. Oh, that's all right. You suck. And <laughs> sorry. Another is that Julia was caused by a submarine or other man or human made device. This theory is based on the suspicion that the sound was artificial and that it was related to some secret military or scientific operation. Finally, others think Julia was caused by a seismic event or volcanic eruption. The theory is based on the possibility that the sound was geological mm-hmm. or geologic in origin and that it was related to some tectonic or magmatic event. Magmatic. Very nice. Thank you. However, this theory also faces some challenges, um, such as the lack of any recorded earthquakes or volcanic eruptions in the area and the difficulty of explaining the distant... Yeah. I was trying to get it all in breath. <laughs> the explanation of distinct shape and frequency of the sound. Yeah. <laughs> According to the NOAA, the most likely source of Julia was a large iceberg that had run aground off Antarctica. Mm-hmm. The sound was produced by the friction of the iceberg scraping on the seafloor. Terrible scrape of sound. Mm-hmm. Julia is an unexplained sound that has intrigued many people since its discovery. The most widely accepted explanation is that it was caused by an iceberg, but some disagree. Now, pictures taken from NASA's Apollo 33A5 spread across the internet, which show a large shadow in the water at the time of the sound was recorded. These apparently classified pictures show that unknown shadow being two times larger than the Empire State Building. Mm-hmm. Now, allegedly, NASA never had such a mission. And skeptics point out that NASA works are mostly unclassified. Except all the stuff that's classified, am I right? No, oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, and yeah. airbrushed. And airbrushed and Throw fixed. Throw back to Moon. Mooney. And that was episode uh, six and seven. Ooh, ooh, wow. Hey, Lennon. Yo. Is my sound on? Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Julia. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, that one's interesting. <laughs> sounds like a fucking woman drowning. It sounds or- are they it does sure sound really organic. Are they sure it didn't, you know, wasn't like, I don't know, a woman fell overboard and she was asking for help while drowning by this fucking big speaker. <laughs> <laughs> she must have been very... Jesus Christ, what was that? 
That could be her for it's three. It's the goddamn loudest organic thing we've ever heard in our lives. That was 3,000 miles away. <laughs> <laughs> Help me, fuckers. <laughs> the Julia one's really fascinating to me. Yeah? Who knows what What's fascinating be. about it? Um, that it sounds very animal-like. Animalistic. Um, animalistic. Like I wanted him? to say that, but it yeah. sounded a little sexual. <laughs> <laughs> sounded like in the bathroom or the bedroom. <laughs> in the bathroom sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. And I'm wet. What happened? I tripped up myself. Oh, well, I mean, all of this stuff still fits in with that theme. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. Um, yeah, it's very organic sounding. Um it does sound like the animals um, that you would hear underwater, mm-hmm. or like you were saying, somebody underwater speaking in the speaker. Like if you're underwater and you, when you're swimming in the pool with your f- friends and whatever, and mm-hmm. everyone's like, "Oh, let me talk to you underwater." What can you hear me saying? And they're like, "Fuck you," you know, shit <laughs> like that. But that one's cool. It's all right. I mean, it could be better. Sure. <laughs> Hey, Lennon, Yo. where's our next trop? Right. Whoop. Where's our next stop on our tour? Our next tropic is... Uh, <laughs> Thunder. We're going to talk about some crazy great white stories. In November of 2003, researchers in Australia tagged a nine-foot-long female great white shark with a tag meant to record ambient temperature and depth readings. Now, readings were normal for a bit until the shark suddenly, unexpectedly, dove 2,000 feet and had a temperature spike... From 46 to 78 degrees. Got warmer. Yeah. And a 2,000 foot drop. Yeah. Now, then the shark vanished completely. Tracker, gone. Sometime later, the tag washed up on shore. Oh. So it washed up on shore, meaning like something kind of fucking ate it or some shit, man. Mm Mm-hmm. Creepy. The speechless researchers concluded that the shark must have been eaten by something. But what the fuck ate a nine-foot great white shark? Oh, Julius. There were initially two scenarios to explore. Option one, the shark was blindsided and attacked by a fellow white shark comrade and dragged down before dragging it down, I wrote. That's why I fucked it up. (laughs) Uh, Option two, the shark was attacked and eaten by a large whale such as an orca before being dragged below. But we have the temperature readings. That's the problem. The temperature spike, the top of the spike was at 78 degrees. Yeah. White shark stomach temperatures run between 65 to 70 degrees, and orcas run at around 90 degrees. So neither temperature explains the temperature recorded on the tag. Unless the shark that ate the nine-footer was huge as fuck, or is proposed by Cameron Braun, a doctoral, doctoral, doctoral student at the Woods Hole Oceanographic Institute <gasps> in Massachusetts. Woods Hole. Woods Hole. <laughs> The orca could have swallowed cold seawater, which could explain the, te- the drop in temperature. But the temperature would level out eventually, right, is my question. Right. Well, I mean, I'm not a doctor or anything. Why does swallowing seawater yeah, warm up? I, I really don't know. Why is it, no, why is it warm it so up? The, so the orca's stomach temperature is too yes. high for the spike. Understood. Got it. The great I white. I misunderstood. Yeah. So if it swallowed seawater with it. It'd bring the temperature down a little bit. But you'd expect it to level out, right, back at 90? Eventually. Right? I mean, the seawater would warm up and stuff. Exactly. So, now, David Riggs, a filmmaker, working with the team, working closely with the team, was making a documentary with them on this shark study. He said on the stomach temperature thing, it appears to be too low for a killer whale and too high for another shark, unless it was massive. And that brings up, again, what you were talking about. Megalodon. Megalodons. And this was off of Australia. And they're, like you were saying, too, is that there was lots of cases of Megalodon sightings or supposed large Megalodonithic. Made the word up, but I'm keeping it. Shark sightings off of Australia. So. Oh. Oh, well. I got to get used to using the TV. Sorry. It's all good. I've never used the TV. <laughs> Shut up. But yeah, the the nine foot what in the fuck was big enough Ooh. to eat a nine foot great white shark? That's off the of New England coast. That's by us. Oh fuck you! Oh yeah, I saw that. Holy Christ! Look at that thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's okay. a big boy. Well, that's a big boy. Yeah, I was pretty sure there was ones off of Australia, but the Australian ones, 
Won't those things like fucking gigantic? Like the ones that jump out of the water? Yeah, they're big boys. But the so it's a nine surfs. foot one. Well, yeah. Let's see. Um, I'm having how contact this big year. is the dick? Largest great white shark ever recorded. Here we go. The largest. Well, okay. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Randall, the largest reliably measured great white shark, was six meters long or 19.7 foot in length from Ledge Point in Western Australia in 1987. That's a big bitch. 19 foot in length? That's a big bitch. Look at this motherfucker. That's not it. That's not it. That's not it. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. <laughs> this is off the coast of Australia. Now, you're not going to hear sound, but. Is this the dorsal fin one? I don't know. I'm waiting for something to pop up. There she is. I didn't believe it until the fucking, like, underwater vidge. Vidge? Yeah. Well, that thing looked like a goddamn fucking dinosaur. Yeah. I guess I'll just go fuck myself. Dude, some sharks are fucking massive. The white shark was caught off the coast of Cuba in the mid-1940s. It weighed an incredible 7,100 pounds and measured a length of 21 feet. That is a fucking monster shark. 21-foot shark, man. Did you know? Damn. 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 That is twice the size of the length of this room or three times the size of the width. Yeah, but the thing about these great whites, too, is that they're not just, like, long. They're fucking round. I know, but I'm just saying the lengthwise. Just think about it. Twice the size of the length. We're at its fucking belly right now. Wait, how long is this room? 11 feet. Damn! (laughs) Like, fuck, dude. Seven foot wide. Yeah, this picture I'm looking at here of this great white, uh, great, the largest great white ever caught. Uh, This is, it was off the coast of Cuba in 1950. Black and white photo of you, you've got about 35 people sitting on top of this dead great white shark. This thing's fucking monster. Monster. They're like, and like I said too, like they're, they're fucking round. Did you know that they like make noise, like growled and shit? I didn't know this. They actually oh, make noise? Dude, like videos of sharks getting brought up on the boats and like fishing nets and stuff. And they're like the fucking... Huffing and puffing and shit, making noises, dude. It's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like that. Except probably more menacing and less. Where is it? Where is it? Where? Because you looked up the same thing I did. It's a black and white photo, and you got about 65 small Cuban children sitting on it. Look at that fucking thing. That looks like Jaws. That's because it is Jaws. (laughs) (laughs) There's one. That's a big one. Where? Right there. On the left. This? Yeah, look at that middle one. That thing's huge. It's still not 21 feet, though. No. That's about 12, 20.4. Yeah, there's no oopsies. 40 foot great one? Shit! Anyways, that's the great white. Yeah, that's our shark stuff. Sharks are cool. You know, uh, what's your favorite shark? Got a favorite shark? I don't like sharks. They you like the goblin? I shark. guess. I guess great whites. Yeah. Just they jump and it's cool. That is cool. I like the hammerheads. I think they look very cool. Yeah, they're not really menacing though. No, they just bull look sharks cool. are assholes. Yeah, yeah. They'll fucking eat you with no thought. Like, well, what's that? This is our shark segment. Actually, megalodon would be my favorite, but I don't want to ever meet one. You know what I desperately want? Wait a minute. Pretzel. Bun. Okay, this shark. Oh, sorry. This, this shark. This episode. Um, we'll come out <laughs> I want, uh, I very badly want a megalodon tooth. You yeah. can buy them. And uh, people find them and fully intact and like fossils, but obviously um, fossils. But there's a whole shit ton of them around and you can beg them, beg them, buy them. Can I please, please? <laughs> there it is. Yeah. There's some really cool ones. And there's like full on like websites where you can buy them from. Mm-hmm. Like eBay. Yep. <laughs> Fossil era megalodon teeth for sale. Five and a half inches. They're only like... $500? Oh, the ones I'm looking at here are like in pristine, and they're like 1700 1400 
Oh, that one's so cool. That was so loud. <laughs> oh, that was so cool. <laughs> that one's cool as fuck, too. How big is this one? Shit, I might buy this for myself. This one is... Jesus, hold on. But you gotta make sure you get a, a, a legit one if you're gonna... Yeah. That one's cool as fuck. Okay, if that's 5.2 fucking inches, that was the same as the other one. Anyways. Yeah, I mean, dude, that's like... Imagine that thing is just lined with those, hundreds of those. Right, right, right. I'm not saying that's small. I was talking about the price for it. I know you're not. Oh, okay. I was saying, like, think about it. Not, like, saying that you weren't thinking about it. I'm saying, like, think. Holy shit, that's almost a six. Not almost. That's six and a half inches. Yeah, dude, that's your face. That thing goes just one tooth out of hundreds can just take your head clean off. Just one fucking tooth. It's nuts, the size of those fucking things. Do prehistoric animals are wild. Yeah, I'm glad they're not alive anymore. <sighs> sure, about sure about that? Maybe. Any horror. Well, so that's some shark talk. Well, let's, let's move to what I have. Uh, our tour bus is going to pull up to Finland and Sweden. Oh, Sweden, eh? That region of the world where the Baltic Sea has its own anomaly. Mind the gap. As you exit. The Baltic Sea Anomaly. What? Mind the gap. The Baltic Sea Anomaly is a feature visible on a sonar image taken by Peter Lind... Um, Peter Hall. Serafinowitz? Could you go away? Not you. You're good. I know. Peter... There it is. All right. The Baltic Sea Anomaly is a feature visible on a sonar image taken by Peter Lindbergh, Dennis Uberg, and <laughs> their Swedish Ocean X dive team. While treasure hunting on the floor of the North Baltic Sea at the center of the Gulf Damn of Bothynia in June of 2011, the sonar image showed an object with unusual features of seemingly unnatural origin, prompting speculation that the object was a sunken UFO. Yep. Now, in the summer of 2011, Ocean X, a Swedish-based company that we're all familiar with uh, nowadays for its disaster... Ocean Gate? Yeah. Wasn't that Ocean X? I don't know. I it's thought it was Ocean Gate. Well, that's what it's called. Oh. Maybe it's... Well, God damn it. Now i got to check that. <laughs> okay, they are two different. It's Ocean Gate. I'm so sorry. Get, it's okay. get the fuck out of here. <clears throat> I guess well, I'll just be going. <laughs> they were exploring the Baltic Sea using side-scan sonar and would... And would capture a blurry sonar image that showed what looked like a 200-foot diameter circular, circular, perfectal object. It actually wasn't perfectal at all, honestly. Anyways, the object was described as having a rough, irregular shape and with features resembling a staircase, a ramp, and a circular hole that appears possibly man-made. Mm-hmm. Now, news of the discovery quickly spread, and various theories emerged regarding the, natu- the nature of the anomaly. And in June of 2012, a story was published in the UK tabloid newspaper, The Daily Mail. A number of wild speculative, speculative theories became popular after that. Mm-hmm. Some theories would go on to point out that the object looks, stri- looks strikingly similar to that of... The Millennium, the Millennium Falcon. Falcon from Star Wars. Yeah. Surround sound Millennium Falcon. <laughs> um, some of the other theories, though, were it was part of a fleet of crashed UFOs on the ocean floor, uh, the remains of a sunken lost city in the waves years ago, uh, a World War anti-submarine device, a meteor impact or a meteorite impact. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I was on the right one, wrong one. Oh, I, I had those two flipped. It was a meteorite impact. A nuclear explosion or a weapon test? A paranormal phenomena? I don't really know how that It other... does look so much like the Millennium It does, right? So good. Um, an ancient civilization and a form of ancient alien technology. Mm-hmm. So there we go. I had these two backwards, but there you go. Now, the Ocean X team conducted several follow-up experiments to gather more data and explore the anomaly further in an attempt to get more detailed sonar scan and 
to collect samples of stone and sediment from the mysterious entity. Now, samples of the stone recovered by the ocean or on the, at the site by the Ocean X were given to a Volker Brookert. Mm. Did my best. Good man. An associate professor of geology at Stockholm University. Bookart. Analysis of the samples indicated that most are granites, gneisses, and sandstone. Some kind of rock that has a G-N-E-I-S-S-E-S. Yeah. Thank you. I thought so. (laughs) Among the samples was a loose piece of Balsic, basaltic, basaltic, mm-hmm. Among the samples was a loose piece of basaltic or volcanic rock typical of many on the site, which is out of place on the sea floor, but not unusual. Bukart <laughs> would go on to say, because the whole northern Baltic region is so heavily influenced by glacial thawing, by the glacial thawing process, sir, if you're going to get a quote, make sure it's right. Both the features and the rock samples are likely to have formed in connection with glacial and post-glacial processes. Possibly those, I'm oh, sorry, possibly these rocks were transported there by glaciers. The sonar image has drawn criticism as Hanumont Singh of the Woods Hole Oceanographic Institute, Shun has said that it's virtually useless for identifying an undersea formation. According to Singh, there are several distortions that are due to the cheap, inaccurate sonar instruments that was improperly wired and calibrated. What Great. a dick. What Jesus. a fucking dick. I don't know. It doesn't look that bad to me. Oh, uh, no. Oh, wait. Josh doesn't know anything about sonar. Does it look good or bad? I have no clue. It still looks like a fucking, boom, Millennium Falcon to me. It's a fucking now, Falcon. It's a, it's a Belkin? It's a Falcon Belkin. It's in the Baltic Sea, so it's a Belkin. Beautiful. An MSNBC report suggests that the image being viewed as a crash UFO is likely because of the Millennium Falcon drawn onto the sonar image by the Daily Mail. Not Mail. Mail, not Mail. Now, I want you to look at that. It's not drawn on there. There's no Millennium Falcon on this picture. Yeah. No. I. I don't know. It looks like it to me still. I still see it. I still see the rough shit. I mean, it's even got the cockpit on the side. Like, <laughs> Jesus. You know what? That's it. It's not. It's actually Miss Pac-Man. Oh. Yeah. Don't mind it? if you do. There you go. She's om nom nomming. <laughs> um, now, the Baltic Sea Anomaly is an unexplained feature that has intrigued many people since its discovery. The most widely accepted explanation is that it is a natural geological Formation. Slow down a little bit. The Ocean X team and other researchers continue to investigate the anomaly, conducting additional dives and studies. As of now, no definitive conclusion has ever been reached regarding the origin or nature of the Baltic Sea anomaly. Hmm. They just got to send somebody down there in a submersible. Right? Why haven't they done that yet? Yeah, that would probably be the best. I mean, they... It's the Baltic Sea, so it's not, I mean. It can't be that bad, right? It could be that deep. I mean, sure, it's deep, don't get me wrong, but fuck, we've taken people Jeez. down to the Titanic. <laughs> successfully, successfully. <laughs> what the fuck, man? I mean, shit. There we are. James Cameron went to Challenger Deep. So, he did? Yeah. Joke. Oh, sorry. No, you're good. Now, I, these look like computer animated. So here's another one I wanted to show you. Yep. Here's a sonar image. It does look like a... looks like a track. Yeah. But, I mean, if if it crashed, would there fucking be a track like that? Anyways. Yeah, I mean, if it crashed in the ocean, it'd be going straight down. Now, this is... It's not going to skid. I don't know if this is allegedly part of it. I'm sorry. I think this is the one I saw. (laughs) Most of these are, like, computer animated. Yeah. But that one looks high def. What? Right there. This one? Down one. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I don't know. It looks like a machine or a spaceship or something. Yeah. But you're uh, but yes, there is like a, a trail behind it. 
of smooth ground. Yeah. Huh. Things that make you say, hmm. hmm. DTS, or don't touch my sasquatch.com forward slash shop. Yep, that one. Now, Lennon, I'm going to just, I'm going to let you take the wheel and just close out our little tour of the fucking ocean for today. As we drive off the cliff straight into the water. Ah, shit! <laughs> in 1997, Hydrophone located at various positions in the southern Pacific Ocean, more than 3,218 kilometers apart, all picked up a series of loud, low-frequency noises that echoed across the ocean. The sound, which became known as the bloop, has since been attributed to a massive unknown sea monster as it resembles in sound noises which whales make. Now, I'm going to play for you the bloop. Now, we got two versions. Um, We got the normal version that everybody hears, which is sped up 16 times. It's not it. Sorry. It's not it. It's sped up 16 times because uh, in real-time sound, uh, it's so low frequency that you cannot hear it. Uh, but it did happen. <laughs> gotcha. I'm not crying, people. Really, this contact is fucking with me. Stop. Because my eyes finally stopped watering <laughs> after you said that last time. I'm sorry. I can't help it, man. It's all good. Just don't look at me. So here is the normal version of the bloop at 16 <laughs> times. So that is 16 times. Yeah, it sounds like something farted. Yes. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, now, slowing it down to close to normal time, <laughs> to close to normal mm-hmm. real time, as well as playing with the frequency so that way we can hear it. This, this is, is this is what you did? This is what I did. Oh, boy. You're this, for a treat. This is what you get. Here's where the bloop is. Oh, so that's close that's to a real deep time. fucking noise. Yeah, and that was bringing it up, um, boosting so, it up a little bit so that way that, you can hear. Was that more like the what the original sound looked like? It's close to it. It's close. Oh, to so it wasn't bloop. Excuse no, because that was sixteen times. The it lasted for because uh, it gets higher when you go faster. Yes. Yep. So it's kind of weird. The deep low frequency noises, which lasted for a minute, were taken and run with by speculations and theories. How damn big is this animal in the ocean that its noises resonate across the Pacific Ocean? In an effort to study the noise as well as the volcanic activity and other noises on the ocean floor, further. The Pacific Marine Environmental Laboratory placed more hydrophones in the water, some closer to Antarctica this time. All right. What they discovered in 2005 and what is the accepted explanation for the origin of the bloop is it was an ice quake. Of course. An ice quake is when a massive section of ice breaks away from a glacier, and in this case, in Antarctica. And until, or since, not until, since that day, the ice quake has been the accepted explanation for the bloop. But of course it is. I think the bloop was Julia. You think it was Julia again? And I think Julia is um, a massive sea creature that we do not know yet. Because, despite what they say, the fucking ocean's big enough. Look, man. But actually, is is the habitat big enough? Think about what that thing would have to eat. Yeah, but we don't know it's 35,000 miles below us. The ocean. 35,000 feet. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Not miles. I'm sorry. Oh. I'm just going to finish out this episode my eyes closed. It's all good. I'll take it the rest of the way from here. Will you? Did you have any final thoughts or are you good? I have a whole little bit here to end it. If you I'll have you talk. end it and I'll just chime in. Okay. With final. Are we doing final thoughts or are we just no. talking? No, we're okay. just talking. Um, so with all of this being said today. The vast sheer size and scale of the ocean and the unexplained make it completely possible that the ocean home is home to many mysteries we don't have the answers for or even know to ask the questions yet. But in the meantime, I just want to take a second and talk about some things with our reach on the podcast. I want to, I want to talk about some things that's on my mind right now. Let me tell you right now, 
Tacos with no meat. Who does it? Who the fuck does that? Why? Why? No. Why? It's like Cal- and, it's like the California rules for sushi. You put crab and avocado in there. Why? Why? Just put some. There's so many delectable things. And Listen. for fuck's sakes, who let the dogs out? Again, tell me. Now, for real though, you can listen or skip ahead a few minutes, but this is important to me. And I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm assuming you too. We'll find out. As I said earlier, the ocean and ocean life is responsible for 50% of our Earth's oxygen. And if we destroy that, we are really fucked up. Pair that with mass deforestation, and soon we'll experience the same issues here as we do on uninhabitable planets in our future. Like Mars. Every year, 12 billion metric tons of plastic is dumped into our oceans. That's 26 billion pounds. For fuck's sake, we have islands made out of garbage, garbage that float across the ocean. Five of them, to be exact, and one of them is larger than Texas. These plastics break into small pieces, and over time, they become microplastics, and they have been found inside many marine life creatures. I just wanted to pause for a second and push the case for doing your part. The Earth's population shows no sign of slowing. We all need to share this planet for a long time to come. Whether or not you believe in global warming, we can all agree on the trash that we can see in the oceans and the destruction that it brings. It may seem daunting. You may say... Big companies are the biggest contributors to the issue, and you're right on both counts. It is, and they are. But if every one of us does our part, it still is less than it was a year ago. So please take the extra 15 seconds it takes to recycle your garbage. Maybe seek out cotton-based clothing and other products that don't contain or produce microplastics. Reusable bags are a pain in the ass, but they are doing some good. Everybody loves a good Hydro Flask or Yeti water bottle, so maybe use those instead. We will never get the opportunity to explore and find these giant sea monsters if they or we are dead before we even get down there. I'll leave you with this one final thing. Do more today than you did yesterday. Even if it's one plastic bottle recycled today, it'll be two tomorrow. Sorry. Just wanted to. The Ocean Foundation. Help clean the ocean. Yeah. Just take care of it. Take care of our planet. Uh, Not only that, not only the plastics, but also the... You have the batteries, especially the ones that are going in cars right now, that mm-hmm. are fucking killing and decimating the plankton of the ocean, which is yep. obviously a huge factor in our fucking breathable air. 50% of the oxygen. Yes, sir. So not just plastic. That's what you can do. But yeah. come on, let's raise some fucking hell. Yeah. Of course. That's How do you fix that? Anyways, it doesn't matter. Planet's so fucked. We've just fucked it. But anyway. On that bombshell. On that bombshell. Lennon. I'm not going to read this last paragraph, so you throw them to the outro. Well, the outro is going to come at you in about five seconds. You've got to get this in three seconds, two seconds, one second. Get it in the goddamn. Ladies, gentlemen, and squatches, once again, thank you for letting my leg cramp up. Oh, you're welcome. That's my go-to special. For listening to the Don't Touch My Sasquatch podcast. If you're enjoying our show and want to show some love, hop over to our Patreon where you can dive into our treasure trove of exclusive bonus content and explore a multitude of perks we offer to our supporters. Head to our website where our mysterious merch awaits. Pair it with our Patreon membership for a special discount on your purchase because who doesn't love a good combo deal? The five of fries. Just connect with us on Facebook and Instagram or send us an email at dtscast at gmail.com. Ooh. We're always thrilled to hear from our incredible listeners. We are. Could you also let us know what you think about the new studio? It's pretty dope, right? It's pretty dope, right? What he said, right? For a visual treat, check out our YouTube channel where Josh Crafts Incredible video editions of our episodes. Stop it. Don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe to our channel while you're there. Links to everything can be found in the show notes. And hey, right now, while you're listening, why not drop us that stellar five-star rating you've been dying to leave us? Your support fuels our growth, ensuring even more fantastic content for your ears. Thank you for being part of our Cryptid, UFO, and Spirit Seekers Coalition. Until our next encounter, keep exploring, and remember to stay curious, be vigilant, and... Don't touch my Sasquatch. Still trying to figure that out. It's all good. Don't do it. You swim with the fishes. We're going to need a bigger boat. Oh, my God. We're here. We made it. Now We're I'm here. Back up in this bitch. And now I just I just exited out of my... I just... My notes are gone. Stop touching my... What? My notes are gone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my notes are gone. My notes are gone. Panic. Panic and Anakin. That's it. That's it. Sorry. Slide one, two, three, four. Can I get a little more? Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I love you. Anyways. A, uh, B, C, D. The hell, stupid Bing. I don't stupid use you. Stupid Bing. You only use Bing to look up Google.
<laughs> right? That's all I do. The sonar image has drawn criticism as Hamina, Hamunit, Ham. Oh my God. Hamina, 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 Hamina. Right? Ba 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 She was a man. Oh, I know, I know why it's not like. <laughs> That's the new version of the song. It was a happy little mistake, just like uh, what's his name says. Bobbeth Bob. Rosseth. <laughs> yeah, big Bobby boy. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Are you. I got these. He's on camera duty. Come back, come back, come back, come back, come back. Hour 15 minutes. Oh, this one wasn't going. Just kidding. Just kidding. It's fine, the audio went. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, snarf. <laughs>